back to Word of God. We are three English majors who have set out to analyze Supernatural now that it's done to figure out what was it supposed to be, what did it become, and how. I'm Ash, the old-time fan. My pronouns are vivimor it its, and you can follow me on Tumblr at the Voice of Nightvale with dashes. I'm Emma, the latecomer. I use any pronouns, and you can follow me on Tumblr at Lazarus Emma. I'm Wyatt, the newcomer. I use he/him pronouns. You can follow me on Twitter or on co-host at Topple Thrones. And you can and... follow the. Sh- <laughs> Did you have something fine. to say, Wyatt? No, it's fine. No, go ahead. I just made the realization that I forgot my fucking TTRPG blog post this week. Again? Yeah, I, I've been so busy. Grad, don't, grad school is hard, you guys. Yeah. Anyway, you can follow the show on Twitter, Tumblr, and on TikTok at Word of Godcast. I'm patting Wyatt's head. <laughs> Today we're talking about uh, season six, episodes 11 and 12. Um, Mort. <laughs> No, Appointment in Samara and uh, Like a Virgin, uh, but Appointment in Samara is just Mort. Uh, I'm excited to talk about Mort a little bit. This reminded me of a Terry Pratchett. Yes, type. that's Mort, Ash. Oh. I didn't want to assume! <laughs> didn't want a, a repeat of fucking Akira slide. <laughs> so, content anyway. Warnings. Uh, content warnings for yeah. these episodes will include. Gun violence, fat phobia, terminal illness, child death, car crashes, death of a partner, orientalism, suicide, plane crashes, kidnapping, death by immolation, weird things about virginity, you know how it is, uh, human sacrifice, and references to sexual assault. If you'd like us warn for something we don't already flag, you can reach us through our ask box on Tumblr or send an email to wordofgodcast at gmail.com. Ask box. Okay, so this episode was written by Sarah Gamble and Robert Singer and directed by Mike Roll. Uh, the episode opens with Dean going into a grocery store. He heads to the back and up to an apartment where a sketchy doctor comes out and greets him. He apparently treated John a lot, but then drops the fact that he doesn't have a medical license anymore, which is probably why he's operating hey. out of an apartment in the back of a hey. Chinese grocery store. Hey, Ash, I have a question for you. I have an answer for you. Does this doctor look familiar to you at all? I don't know. All right. Keep that in your back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to, like, stare at him for a hot second. I am so scared. Okay. Um... Uh, Dean's whole goal there is to temporarily die so he can hang out and talk to death. Uh, so that happens, and Dean summons Tessa. He tells her she needs to get her boss, and she says, hell fucking no, but death is already there because he's a, he's a weird little guy. Uh, turns out Dean wants death to get Sam's soul out of the cage and Adam, but death makes him choose one, and of course, Dean chooses Sam. Uh, the requirement is that Dean has to wear Death's ring and be Death for 24 hours. Death is going to put up a wall between Sam and the memories from the cage, but it won't be particularly stable, and if it breaks, Sam will either die or, like, he says turn it to jello, which I think is a pretty apt description. Uh, so we cut to Bobby's house. Sam is pissed that Dean made this deal, especially because chances are it won't turn out very well for him. Understandable, Sammy. Uh, they managed to get it out of Dean that Death only agreed to do it if Dean did his job for a day. Sam was going to go steal Death's ring, but Dean beat him to him, to it, the ring. So Dean puts on the ring. The 24 hours starts now. Tessa is going to be helping out. The job is simple. There's a list of people whose time is up. Dean touches them. They die. Tessa takes their soul to the other side. Uh, back with Sam, he's summoning Balthazar. Hi, King. Uh, he calls Cass Sam's boyfriend a win for the Sastielers. Um... Balf says that there's a way to make his body uninhabitable for his soul. The only problem is it requires patricide, but not John since he's already dead. Instead, Sam has to kill Bobby. Well, my Real fucked hurts. up. Fucked up. Fucked up and bad. Yeah. Uh, Surely so... this is the, the, the culmination of Sam's jokerfication. So true. <laughs> so Dean heads out to work. Tessa is prepping him for some of the questions he's going to get from the souls of people, but he's mad that he won't know the answers because, duh. Um, 
The first guy they reap is a robber. He gets shot, and Dean's like, hey, that wasn't so hard. And the next guy is a guy who has a heart attack while eating a piece of pizza. Again, Dean's like, oh, that's not so hard. Uh, unfortunately, the third person he has to reap is a 12-year-old girl with a heart condition, and this is when Dean gets his, his little heartstrings. Uh, he doesn't want a reaper, and because he's deaf, he makes the rules. Of course, when he refuses to do it, it throws off the natural order of things. The nurse that was going to help the doctor operate on the kid gets in a car accident and dies. Her husband is upset and nearly dies in a drunk driving accident, if not for Dean's intervention. Uh, Dean wants it all to stop, so he tries to make the husband stop the car, but he has to take the ring off in order to do it. That's over. But he puts the ring back on because there's still one thing he has to do. In order to set things right, he needs to kill the little girl. Dean's finally learned the valuable lesson of not cheating death. How long do y'all think that will stick? Meanwhile, back at Bobby's, Sam comes in mm. and is acting fucking weird. Bobby instantly clocks it and knocks his ass out, but Sam pulls a Gordon, or a Ghostface, we've just finished watching the Scream franchise, and disappears when Bobby turns back around. Uh, Sam goes on a rampage, but Bobby outsmarts him because it's his fucking house and ends up trapping Sam in the basement and trying to figure out why he's doing all this. Dean laments about how he can't keep tying Sam up every time he goes all murder because it's not actually going to hold him. Defeated, Dean goes to the kitchen and there's death with a bacon dog. They have a philosophical conversation about souls and death and stuff and Dean gets mad and death leaves, but he's still going to get Sam's soul because despite how fucking annoying they are, they're useful and the work they're doing, Ari Purgatory, is useful. Death puts up a barrier in Sam's brain and shoves his soul back in there, and that's the end of the episode. Yep. Yay! What's um, up with Sam Lee is finally over. It's finally over. The evil is defeated. Truly, like, after what I talked about last time of, like, well, they really don't know what they're doing, do they? Like, no, well, uh, I mean, I guess we're done with this evil Sammy plotline. Let's just fix that right now. <laughs> uh, maybe it'll go somewhere, but next episode establishes a new status quo. Um, okay. A few point, couple points of order. Um, first point of order is uh, appointment in Samara. Uh, the uh, title uh, which this gets its uh, uh, the story which this title is from. Um, I I can read it very briefly. It's a very short story. Some people may have heard it before. A merchant in Baghdad sends his servant to the marketplace for provisions. Soon afterwards, the servant comes home, white and trembling, and tells him that in the marketplace he was jostled by a woman who he recognized as Death who made a threatening gesture. Borrowing the merchant's horse, the servant flees at great speed to Samara, at a distance of about 75 miles, where he believes death will not find him. The merchant then goes to the marketplace and finds death, and asks why she made the threatening gesture to his servant. She replies, That was not a threatening gesture, it was only a start of surprise. I was astonished to see him in Baghdad, for I have an appointment with him tonight in Samara. But um mm -hmm. No escaping death. Mm-hmm. Um, second point of order is, yeah, this is just, this is just death taking a vacation. This is just Mort, uh, Terry Pratt's Mort, uh, our, our, our titular boy Mort, uh, ends up taking death's job, uh, because death wants to take a break, uh, and he's trying to figure out what to do with his life. Uh, and it's all about exactly this thing of like, Mort is assigned to kill a princess and, uh, does not want to, and, uh, reality starts to fall apart, et cetera, et cetera. Um, in the end, a valuable lesson is learned about the natural order of things. Um, it's like I'm, slightly I'm... more complicated in Mort because it's more like Mort ends up having to take responsibility for the choice that he made, um, more so than simply, I mean, I guess Dean does that too in like killing the girl, but it's more like Mort is more like you can change things, but if you do it there will be consequences that you need to be responsible for. 
uh, mm-hmm. because he ends up being like the steward of like the thing that he did. Um, I say extremely vaguely, not fully wanting to spoil uh, what happens in Mort, but it's interesting. Just again, uh, with with uh, Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman coming up before in the show with Good Omens, obviously, uh, I feel like well, there's well, there's lots of well, there's other stories about like people taking death's job for a day, etc. This particular like plot especially with like death having just like fucked off to go eat tasty food uh which is similar to what happens in mort like definitely made it feel like a uh direct intertext yeah i got huge terry pratchard vibes off of this and i didn't even like i saw why it posted in the chat is this just dean does Mort? i didn't know what that meant but um i was like this this feels like a terry pratchett novel mm-hmm so I'm um, glad oh. I was right because I don't, I don't, I haven't read Terry Pratchett, which I know is a sin. It is a sin. It's fine. I mean, you've read Good Omens. That's one half Terry Pratchett. I have read Good Omens. Um, I've read more Neil Gaiman than I have of Terry Pratchett. Yeah. By one. By the book. way, I I do want to say it is Neil Gaiman. Two it is just Gaiman. He is the gay man. Did yeah. I say Gaiman? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. on, on Tumblr, he wrote it in response to an ask as G A Y M apostrophe N. One word. Gaiman. <laughs> Gaiman. Um. Gaiman. Oh, right. Final point of order. Uh, I started watching Guillermo del Toro's uh, Cabinet of Curiosities, which is relevant. I'll get to that in a second, which is fucking great. Go watch that. I mean, unless you don't like, like, gore, because there's some real good fucked up, like, practical effects gore in that, particularly episode three, uh, which is what I'm on. Um, But uh, it's very fun. It's, like, weird tales slash, like, EC comics, like adaptions a lot of the stories like old horror stories from like the 1930s um in a way that just feels like fun it's not really scary it's it's just like good pulpy like spooky uh halloweeny good times it's like goosebumps for adults i guess um but uh in the first and second episodes uh we had both death and balthazar uh mm-hmm. balthazar sebastian roche playing a truly unhinged uh belgian occultist who is a fucking joy to watch um and death shows up more briefly in episode two um as a like anxious coroner who works with like a body thief uh like grave robber guy uh in the 1930s uh yeah fun fun show excellent vibes all right those are my points of order over with let's talk about this episode (laughs) yes um my first note is oh lord why um, is it from the recap or the actual cold open or the episode itself i think it's from the actual cold open hmm. my first note is from the recap um because let me see if it's in the uh it is not okay um so oh, i don't, I don't know who's the... saying it but in the recap there's somebody says dean and dean says tessa and someone says balthazar it's <laughs> donkey Donkey. <laughs> I was yeah. watching. I was watching Rocky Horror Picture Show last night with my family, um, and they do it the same thing in that. So I was like, "Did Shrek reference Rocky Horror?" Maybe. It's it's entirely possible, but it's also just a funny bit. So you know. Anyway, yeah, Donkey. Um, the episode starts with Dean going into like this. Um... Oh, it's because of the the medical license thing. <laughs> Oh, oh, I was gonna say before that we get some yeah, like white absolutely. gaze orientalism going on here of like Dean judging this Chinese restaurant for yeah. no reason. Yeah, Dean literally walks in and goes, "I'm looking for," and the guy tells him to go all the way. Like, 
Is this the only reason you get white people in here? Do you know who this is? Like, what was... It was, it was just silly. Mm-hmm. What if this is the wrong white guy? And then get he, like... like Tracy on He goes upstairs and, like, touches the railing for one second and, like, wipes his hand off. He's like, ew uh-huh. He's like, <laughs> Okay, says gross. Mr. Covered in Blood and Guts. He's fucking slumming it. My, my dude sleeps in motels every night. Yeah, mm-hmm. bro, you you have bed bugs and OCD and OCD. Should I should I wait until After Facts to talk about who this guy is, or do we? Do I we tried want to staring spoil it at now? him for a second. I might have seen something. If you've already brought him might... up, just tell us. It's Freddy Krueger. Okay, that's what I I saw a little picture that was like Freddy Krueger. Like, yeah, it's Robert Englund. So oh, fucking that's true. I would not recognize him because. In Freddy, in Nightmare on Elm Street, he's covered in makeup. It's fair. He has a very like recognizable face. Is what made me go like, wait, is that? Because he also um he he cameos and all sorts of stuff uh in his old age, mm. which shoutouts to him. So we've we've got um Linda Blair and we've got Robert England. Yeah. Now we just need Jamie Lee Curtis to cameo on Super. <laughs> Happy Halloween! Don't say everybody. it. She'll put the. They'll put her in the sequel. Yeah, I love. I love classic horror movies. They're so. They're so silly. So that was, that was fun. Same deal. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, I really um, like this doctor guy. He's fun. Yes. And his goth girl assistant. Hell yes. Yes. I love these two. They're really good. Like. Uh, bit characters. They're both mm-hmm. having a lot of fun. The the goth girl has terrible bedside manner. She's like, you little baby, to Dean. Mm-hmm. I was like, hi, Eva. I love this, too. I love this, like, fucked up, like, monster doctor, because, like, he knows. Like, he operated on John. Uh, like, this procedure exists only, like, solely for people to, like, talk to ghosts and or death, etc. Like, mm-hmm. it's He's done it's it many great. times. I... I Obviously, he's not going to show up again because this is a Robert Englund cameo, but, like, I would love for this guy to be a recurring character. Supernatural needs more, like, fun, one-off, like, bit recurring characters. That's what mm-hmm. Urban Fantasy, and like, her, lives on. And her community mm-hmm. that isn't mm-hmm. just background Campbell associates who die immediately. Mm-hmm. I will say, speaking of which, it was fun to see um, Tessa again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Continuity. She's pretty. Her hair is different. Reapers are allowed to get haircuts. I know. <laughs> how though do you need like probably have a reaper barber a it's reaper just funny it's, it, yeah it's just like she looks older and it's like do reapers age like obviously the actress has just like gotten a little bit older but it's just funny mm-hmm. to think about. it's like watching Misha collins i saw i the tiktok that emma sent from 4-1 i heard Misha collins voice and i was like who's that little baby That's not my i mean guess. his vessel like is aging i guess right Vessel shouldn't age though. Yeah, they're yeah. like wow. suspended they in time by possession. Yeah. Well, the show face. shouldn't have said that then because the actor's gonna age. Yeah. <laughs> you simply did they not have to make that true. Just, um, suspend Misha Collins. They can just do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put him in cryo freeze, boys. If you can't pause your aging process, you should not apply to be an actor. Oh. <laughs> That's actually what they have on like the front door of Hollywood. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's why the doctor has to regenerate. That way, the actors don't get old. Um, it makes me very sad that Dean's only letter, if he didn't come back from yeah, the seventy-five percent chance up. thing, is to Ben. Uh, <sighs> that's his little kid. Oh, that's the doctor's just straight up named Doctor Robert. <laughs> it's oh, very huh. funny. It's that's just right. Robert England. 
Um, yeah, but yeah, he's like, uh, would have thought you'd have something for Sam. And he's like, Dean says, if I don't make it back, nothing I say is going to mean a damn thing to him. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Um, yeah, they put, put Dean under. Um, Tess is like, Dean, what the fuck are you doing here? She says, why are you dead? <laughs> Girl, he's a hunter. You can't just ask why, her yeah, why they're dead. He's not supposed to die, though. She knows who's supposed to die. It's not his time or whatever. Why are you dead? Why are you dead? Who says I am dead? Um, And then death. More death. death. Hi, King. Hi. I love his little interactions with Dean. It's so funny. Remember he's when he so called good. Dean a bacterium? But but so he the bacterium has grown on him. Yep. He's literally like, what if I gave this little, this little microbe, what if I gave you some algae? Would you like that? It's like, it's like children with sea monkeys. I love you, Julian Richings. Death is tapping on Dean's little glass. Mm-hmm. He's peering at him under the microscope. Mm-hmm. He's a Dean girl for real. <laughs> so true. Who among us is immune to Dean's charms? Bella. That's why they killed her. She was, she was canonically not, though. I just re-listened to the episode where we watched Red Sky at Morning. She was into it. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. But she she didn't go for the full Winchester derangement syndrome. She wanted to have hate sex with him. That's different. That is different. Kismasis. Um. So, yeah, Death is, like, de- Death is eating again. This is just a thing we've established, is Death loves, like, Earth junk food. Mm-hmm. So true. Um. Wait, he's eating in this scene, right? I think so. Not he's eating scene, in the scene later. Think? Oh, no, he's not. No, he's just sitting there. He's just vibing because he hanging. gets called in. I thought because this was a this was a um I guess it's not a restaurant. It's a grocery it's, store. It's a grocery store with a butcher. Butchery, yeah. But like he could have gotten a sandwich. Anyway, he's he's just chilling at the counter. Um, and uh is like I'm busy, Dean. Talk fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, he Dean has a great line. Remembers Adam exists, which is nice. Yep. And then D- Death says, "Quit shuffling and deal." Yeah. The before that, he also has the great line, um, now we've established you have hubris but no leverage. What is it you want? I love him. I love him so much. Yeah, he's really good. He's he's claiming this episode. Yep. It's his. I want you to get them both out, and he goes, hmm, pick one. Just for funsies. Literally, yes. he did not have to say that. Well, his excuse is good in that, like... Yeah, sure. I don't, sure I don't bring lot. people back... I do it once, but if I did it twice, that would be that would tarnish my reputation. Yeah, it is just so funny though. He's like, hmm, no. <laughs> you gotta introduce enrichment. Yep, gotta make our into boy your, make a choice into your little amoeba's aquarium. Um, Dean's like, could you cut the part of his soul off that's fucked up? And he's like, Dean, 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 what do you think the soul is? Some pie you can slice? Good shit. Yeah. The soul can be bludgeoned, tortured, but never broken, not even by me. Um and uh so yeah, he's like I can put a wall up, blah 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 our our stakes for what's to come. Um He says, Well nothing's permanent. Sorry, he yeah. says nothing lasts forever. Well I do. And then and Dean's like, Okay, day. we'll do it. <sighs> um and he's like, Well, we have to we we have to you have to win the wager first. Um, and I love that, like, Dean does his usual, like, okay, well, whatever thing, like, irreverent, like, rolling his eyes, and Death, like, looks at him and goes, don't roll your eyes, Dean, it's impolite. Yeah. Treating him like a child. It's so good. <laughs> Dean says, are you serious? He says, no, I'm being incredibly sarcastic. I love you, sarcastic bitches. It's a very good scene. He's, it's so much fun. 
The one with him at the end of this episode is also very good. I want to get smoothies with this death. Uh huh. Really so true. I mean, I don't know if I would because he would just be extremely condescending to me the whole time. That's why I want it. I think okay, it would be fun enough. to have a bestie who is just mean. Tana. That's what I'm here for. I could befriend him. That's my toxic trait. I think I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> I could fix him. I could fix death. One no, second. Oh. I could just get him to see me as the one person he can actually talk to. You could be death's specialist little princess. Exactly. This is this is extremely off topic, but I but uh last week Waypoint did like a whole big stream and one of the things they did was a monster fucker tier list. <laughs> so uh, true. And um they put death as soulmate. <laughs> it's like I wanna be the person that death loves to like hang out with and talk to. Uh as you can hear, my dog is uh is wants to play with me. Doggy. Um so yeah, it's time for Dean to uh be death. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, he's under for seven minutes. The procedure was only supposed to be three at maximum. Yeah, so I Dean's was like... So Dean's just so powerful. I was like, surely you have some brain damage. Uh-huh. Bisexuality be damned, my boy can hold his breath. <laughs> anyway, Dean goes to tell Sam about it. Sam is not happy. Mm-hmm. I don't um, want my soul back. It's gonna fuck me up. Yeah, Bobby says, why the hell would he want you to do that? And Dean says, get his rocks off. I don't know. Interesting the way that... Dean, Dean is like, is everyone in this grocery being put store desires me carnally. Yeah, Dean is constantly in situations where he has to do things that he usually doesn't want to do and is often framed as sexual. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. And often by men. Sex work gift set. Literally. Also, Sam's whole speech is... here is very, um, it's my life, mom. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. If I want to have no soul, you can't tell me. My body, my soul. So true. And Dean's like, but you're creepy. What if the Sam has bad vibes? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. My next note is just Balthazar, my beloved. So my, well, I, have, I have more in between. Why, what do you? Yeah, there's about? there's this first first thing is the, the the like long suspicious look that Bobby gives Sam when Dean's like watch him. Uh huh. He does this little like I don't know. He like moves his mouth in a funny way. Like. Mm. Yeah, Sam goes to steal the ring before Dean can get it, but he already has it and, like, appears behind him going, looking for this, and Sam goes, just taking a walk. He's so funny. Yeah. Yes, like, gatekeep girl boss. Mm-hmm. He's um, truly, I do like, really all the like, way. I like that Sam is like, I'm trusting you, you're the one with the compass. Um, Like, even without a soul, Sam recognizes something about the way that people work together, you know, like, human interaction relies on having some kind of awareness of morality and emotions you know he understands that he doesn't fit in like this even though it seems to be working out better for him he knows that like he's a f he's a freak again <laughs> like he knows he himself feels that he is better off this way but he understands that mm -hmm. everyone else thinks that way and they probably have good reason to think that so he's decided that it is logical to want a soul back because of well, feelings. sort of, sort of like he, it's he, it's hard to even put in words. He's got something going on there, if if he's even telling the truth. Yeah, he. I mean, he. I think at this point, he has decided he does not want his soul back. But he knows that Bobby and Dean are not going to listen to him, so, which is why he takes matters into his own hands. Well, you're right. He does immediately try to stop himself from getting his soul yeah. back. I forgot about that. I wrote this note before yeah. I got to that part of the episode. <laughs> Thanks for lying to me, Sam. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, Dean puts the ring on, 
and teleports, which is <laughs> all right, I guess. And Tessa, um, yeah, they actually have decent teleportation Tessa... um, special effects this episode. And Tessa immediately goes, wow, they'll just let any slack-shot haircut yeah. be death these days. Incredible. Tessa used to be into him. She's just so mean to him through this whole episode. She's mad at him, and she, she should is. be. He's she should dead. be. I mean, he does a terrible job. She was into him when he was a cute little dead 27-year-old. Yeah. Now, now he's, he's Now he's... Yeah, and now he's evaded death too many times, and he's just an annoying nuisance. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she's like, you have a long history of throwing a wrench and everything. Um, it's like, it's not my job to be your damn babysitter, blah, blah, blah. And then they go off to kill people, slash reap people. I don't know. It's sort of... Dean it's weird. Of it that's well, killing people. Well, it is kill. We'll talk about it when we get to the girl because it's the metaphysics of this are strange. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, we uh, have yeah, we Sam see scene. we have yeah we got Sam doing some great witchy shit. Uh, he's got his like I like the comparison between this and like burying the box at the crossroads. Yeah, uh, like it's not the same thing, but it simultaneously is similar. Um, yeah, later Bobby's going to ask if it was a demon deal. Yeah. No, it was an angel deal. Exactly. He's got his little, like, Delicious. summoning circle. He's got his, like, uh, a brazier full of herbs that he sets on fire. Uh, he's got his, like, candle set up at the four corners. It's fun. Um, and then Balthazar's here. Hooray. Uh-huh. He's, Sam says he needs angel advice. Balthazar, we've said this in the synopsis, but Balthazar says, well, then go ask your boyfriend. And Sam just only says, Cass can't help me. This uh, made me scribble so hard that my pen permanently died. Mm-hmm. I had to get a new pen. I had to pause the episode and get a new pen. Sarah Gamble, I'm putting you in jail. Congratulations, Sestielers. Y'all will little literally go rabid for like the tiniest little like scrap of meat on a bone, <laughs> like like the the bit that like a, a regular person is like I'm not gonna like gnaw at this chicken bone. I'm gonna give this to my dog. <laughs> We are sucking out the marrow of gay subtext. That's what you have to do. It's a fucking drought. Antagonists will be like, haha, you guys are gay, and the protagonists will not deny it. What else is that? Listen, who among us is immune to Cass's charms? Like, Sam doesn't even bother saying anything because that's so not the point. Mm-hmm. But it does mean he yeah. didn't say anything. He doesn't have a soul. He doesn't care about being straight. Yeah. <laughs> what? You want to maybe rephrase that? No, I think that's good. I think let's move on. <laughs> okay. Um, I, mean, I could put it into queer theory terms if you want. Um. Oh, speaking of speaking of uh of gay text subtext, what people making gay jokes? Um. Fucking Balthazar says that Michael and Lucy are hate banging his soul. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, violence coded into mm-hmm. sexual violence. Mm-hmm. Well, it's in part probably because it's not like literal physical violence. I mean, they do talk about that with his soul. They talk about him like curb stomping it or whatever. <laughs> or I mean, we joked about that with the JoJo thing, but that was based mm-hmm. on like yeah, they just there's like, stuff talk about, about like them flaying you know? his soul, torturing his soul, etc. But it's like emotional damage, and like there's the the like you know sexual violence as like a threat in that way is both physical and emotional in a way that makes it a like <gasps> an, a metaphor that I could see someone who does not care about like stepping into that territory using for that reason. Yeah. That's my like not even reparative rating, but just my like I can see why they use this even if I don't like it. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, anyway, Balthazar's like, I'll do it for free. I like to screw over Dean. Yeah, okay. Specifically, he says, screwing him would delight me, speaking of gay people. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet it would, gay boy. We get a classic um, Sam voice, heh, somewhere in the scene. Um, love when the subtitles say voice. heh. Uh-huh. Uh, then we have the line about, okay, so Balthazar says this spell needs patricide. Um, Balthazar says, you need the blood of your father, but your father needn't be blood. Interesting. Yep. Interesting that that is literally the line that Bobby is known for. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also so convenient that this spell of all things does not rely on genetics, but okay. I may not be literally your father, plot, but I am but your daddy. <laughs> yeah, for once we have, like, cool magic that, that relies on, like, social connections and metaphor and things that aren't, like, uh, uh... Genotype. Like, coded into reality, aren't, like, fully material. Yeah. Um... So yeah, uh, Bobby has been put under threat. That's good. Uh, Bobby will now be the protagonist of a slasher movie for the rest of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, but cut to Dean and Tessa. Um, it's like they they talk about how um Dean's gonna have to a- answer people's questions of what's it all mean, etc. And it's like. I love that they just throw him into this. It's like, these poor people who die getting the fucking, uh, uh, intern. (laughs) Honestly, if I were Dean, I'd just be like, yeah, they'll answer if you, you know, when you, when you go with her, they'll answer your questions over there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not my department. Yeah. Just go, go Um, that way and you will find out everything you wanted to know. Dusts off my hands, goes to find the next person. Speaking of which, uh, we go to a robbery. Uh, the robber gets shot, uh, and Dean makes him suffer. Yeah, and I didn't like then that. Just calls him an asshole. No, I mean, this, I mean, it's it fits because this guy is like pointing a gun at a kid. Yeah, um, but it's it's an extremely like punitive form of justice that we which know is that Dean's the show whole thing. leans into. Um, doesn't mean mm. we like it. Yep, uh, I wrote in my notes. Dean has no idea about systemic issues. Literally, so too much of a himbo. He's not nice enough to be no. a himbo. No, he's not. He tries to be, but... He fails. He's like the bad kind of himbo. In his little rom-com dreams, he's a himbo. Mm-hmm. This guy also looks a little bit like Jesse Pinkman, which he does. And He's a scrungly little white boy, which means, of like course, he looks like cap. Jesse Pinkman. He's in a sweater and a cap, yeah. yeah. It's that T-boy swag. Yo, Mr. White, give me all the money in the register, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Mr. White, I'm going to hell, bitch. Uh, um i just gotta say the actor who plays this guy he's not really in anything but his name is primo allen which is an incredible star name, wars name. Uh-huh. it name is a star even. wars name what i said it's a primo ne- name even mm-hmm. um then dean goes and, then and we get... gives somebody a heart attack or i guess yep. kills him of the heart attack causes the heart attack to be fatal whatever the metaphysics are uh-huh yeah we got some we got some fat phobia slash like Fat panic, etc. I guess. I mean, you know, watch your cholesterol if it's high, but like, yeah, pizza's fucking good. Shut the fuck up about it. I mean, that's this guy's response too. Yeah, this guy says <laughs> he, he dies, dies and, and it's like, eh. and Dean says, "You think maybe it was the extra cheese?" And he goes, "Yeah, it was good though. Hell yeah, decadence." Uh huh. Um. <laughs> and Dean starts asking like where he got the pizza if it was good enough to die for. Incredible. Uh huh. Honestly, I could feel, I feel like death might ask this question too. Mm-hmm. Like Tessa judges him for it, but we've seen how much death likes uh, junk food. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he's like, tell me what it all means. And Dean's like, everything is dust in the wind. And he's like, that's it. The Kansas song. Yeah, incredible. Mm-hmm. He's doing his best, okay? Mm-hmm. And then he does, after Tessa and the soul leave, um, Dean does like this little shrug, like, I don't know, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> Dean, all of Dean's life lessons he gets from, from Dad Rock. Mm-hmm. Which... I mean, not to dig into that too much, but we do know that his love of dad rock literally comes from his dad, and so mm. there's something fun about there, about like life lessons sublimated through, if not directly your father, the thing that you, things that your father likes, slash like, meant something to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I fuck you up, your mom and dad. Uh-huh. Uh, we get some, some eerie, we keep, like, set up for Sam and Bobby of just like, this real dark scene of them being like let's play let's play some poker let's have some fun together in the most like the vibes are so bad yeah they just mm-hmm. keep like staring at each other also uh-huh. specifically poker like being about lying to each other is good yep yep then we have dean meets this kid yep and this is sad it is very sad they talk about destiny um dean says he spent his whole life fighting destiny there's no such thing we stopped everything before um, and Tessa says, you know what's amazing? You don't actually buy a word you're saying. Love when people are like, hey, Dean, you are mm. a facade. It's like all the times you messed with life and death, they just worked out for you. It was a beach party every time, huh? <laughs> Remember when like, Dean well... made a demon deal back in season two to bring Sam back from the dead? Remember how that worked yep. out so great for everyone? Mm-hmm. Remember how Dean didn't even go to hell at all for it? Mm-hmm. And now this is the thing. So if death doesn't do what they are fated to do, Reality just rewrites itself. This girl's heart just heals, which is wild. Like, I don't know what to make of that in terms of the, like, non-materiality of the world. The fact that, the that the like, the laws of, of physics and, like, the way things work rely on the active part, like, the active maintainment of supernatural entities. Hell yeah. Because uh, before this... Mostly supernatural entities have just fucked up with, like, have just fucked with the way things work, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they want to, like, intrude upon, like, regular material reality to enact their, like, big old plans or to, like, you know, feed on people if they're monsters or whatever, etc. But in this particular case, death and the Reapers as a, like, force are required for things to work. I don't know if there's anything there, but it's kind of interesting to me because it goes against a lot of what this show has been saying. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how on earth this is like a day on the job. What, like four people died in the world today? There's supposed to be one death. Yeah, don't worry about it. Listen, listen. I think Rule Death is secretly is... just doing his job and giving Dean like five of his targets. Yeah, maybe. I think Honestly, that would be very yeah, funny. Probably. We can't leave America, Emma. Death is like out of breath, grab some bacon dogs and shows up to Dean like wow you did so great today good job being death <laughs> I mean the whole thing was just like a lesson but we'll we'll get to that um we go back to this like horrible vibes uh, uh poker scene that's like Sam just continues to like look at him evilly uh and Bobby of course figures out that something's fucked up and mm-hmm. uh gets the jump on him which is fun uh, he says, like, I may have been born at night, but it wasn't last night. 
Mm-hmm. It's so good. I um, love that. But then Sam fully achieves ascension into slasher movie villain because when Bobby like turns around, he's gone. Mm-hmm. He says, "Not good." Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes and hides in a closet. Sam chops through it with an axe. Bob uh, says, Bobby "Don't say, dearest Johnny." Uh huh. And Sam and his like very normal Sam voice is like, "I'm sorry, man. I didn't want to do this, but I have to. You shouldn't have cornered yourself." And then the coolest shit in the world happens as Bobby reveals that he lives in a fucking trap house. As not the not the kind where you get drugs, but the kind that has traps in it. <laughs> Uh, and just, like, has a secret, like, this is his, like, hide from the monster closet so he can dump the monster into his fucking basement into his, like, monster jail that has, like, a reinforced, like, titanium door. Uh, it's so good. I love you, Bobby. I love you, Bobby. Panic Room Reveal 2. Yep. hmm I'm just imagining Bobby, like, you know, having his little, like, checklist out. It's like, all right. I'm going to do my handyman stuff for today. Time to build a reinforced like titanium holding cell and a cool trap door in my house. A man's got to have hobbies. He's yep. retired. Yep. This is what he does on the days where people don't show up at his doorstep with dead bodies. Yep. Mm-hmm. And this is where he's like, I mean, it's not like I want to kill you. You've been nothing but good to me, which is so good. Yeah. It isn't logical for Sam to kill Bobby. Except that he gets more material gain out of Bobby's death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an extremely funny line read here uh, where Bobby says, like, you're making a mistake, Sam. And Sam goes, I'm trying to survive. Yeah, it's nothing personal, man. He, like, elongates it in a way that made me write it down. <laughs> <laughs> Sam makes an interesting uh, distinction here. He says, Dean doesn't care about me. He just cares about his little brother, Sammy. Yeah. This is that a different guy. guy. He's- yeah. I wish the sh- kind of wish the show had dug into this more. It but, will, it will, it will, maybe... it will, it will. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know if it'll do a good job. I don't remember how well it, okay. the episode handled it, but I know that they will. Bobby's response is just like, you're fucking scary, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sorry about the present you, but the present you has terrible vibes and also just tried to kill me. Mm-hmm. Have you considered not killing us and then we wouldn't have to be scared of you? <laughs> And then Sam, again, like a fucking slasher movie villain, crawls out through the vent. Bobby says, ain't nobody killing me in my house but me, which is miserable. Oof. Uh, Oof. Wow. Good to know that our dad still has depression. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I actually, I will say, I kind of like that through line. I'm Mm -hmm. glad that it's not just, like, his legs getting healed cured his, like, clinical depression. Yeah. Man needs to see a therapist, but he will not continuity we love to see stabbing it. yourself on the side and giving yourself nerve damage is only one of the many traumas bobby singer has un- undergone uh-huh uh and then shit starts to go wrong yep yeah everything happens um the nurse from earlier dies as, as said in the synopsis um and then ugh, this scene where dean like takes her spirit and tessa just straight up like throws him under the bus as she it's should. so rough. As she should. No, absolutely yeah, as so she funny, should. Though. But like, yeah, Jolene is like, but I'm so young. And Tessa's like, actually, you were supposed to like have grandkids. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. this asshole screwed up. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say like, as she should, but also like this poor fucking nurse. Literally. Don't be bring her like, into your drama. She doesn't need yeah. to be traumatized knowing she missed out on her whole life. 
Like Tessa uses like she just died. Uses her like emotional dismay as like a bludgeon against Dean in a way that made me like go ugh. And then for the real, like, cherry on top, her husband shows up and is like, oh, man, my wife. My wife. My wife. My wife. My wife. <laughs> there you go. You got it. <laughs> um, the, there's a Tessa's line like, here where Tessa... Kill a kid. Yeah, Tessa oh, says sorry. you have to go kill Hillary because she's disrupting the natural order by being alive. Chaos and sadness will follow her for the rest of her life. Oof. Oof. She's just going to have a trail of bodies because she's not supposed to be in the story anymore. Yep. Gee, parallelograms. Uh Uh-huh, that's why Tessa says, you of all people know what that means. Mm -hmm. Dean is also not supposed to be alive, at least once over. When Dean says their family is cursed, it's because John was meant to die uh, in 1977. God, yeah. Okay. Um... But also, John wasn't meant to die because they were meant to make Sam and Dean so that they could do the Michael Lucifer thing. So it's like, mm. what is the truth here? Mm. Um, so the husband does not take it well. He's drinking and driving at like, he just has this like look of pure, like miserable intensity on his face. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty good. It's like taking these fervent sips of his brown bag. Don't drink and drive kids. Nope. Nope. But this is a this is a suicide attempt. Like yeah, this guy yes. wants, which like don't. <laughs> Sorry, I'm about to say something really dark. If you're gonna kill yourself, don't endanger other people in the in the yeah. process. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. God damn, okay. stay off the subway lines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, he said endanger, not inconvenience, Emma. Trains can be endangered. Anyway, please don't kill yourself. That too. Uh. Um, Dean keeps teleporting here, which I like. Yep. Yeah. He's somehow is just intuitively knows how to do it, which is fantastic. I think I should be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, does he save this guy? I think he does, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. The guy is yeah. moving by the end of the scene. Right, right. Yeah, he's still alive. Yeah, they crash the car. It knocks him out, etc. But he lives. Um, and Dean has to take the ring off to do it, obviously, because he has to like be able to touch things. Um, and. Uh, I mean, he, but I guess he like he puts it back on so he can he can yeah, he... kill Hillary with. It. I thought he was just gonna have to kill her with his hands. Oh my god, which would have been like really no. fucked. No, he he god. he took off the ring to pull the car right, and then yes. got in the crash, etc. Gets out of the car and starts yelling for Tessa, and then he puts the yes. ring back on. He still so has he to, yeah, he can Tessa. still put the ring back on to keep like being it, even though he lost the bet. He can still be death here. Mm-hmm. Um. But he yeah, says, this. Ugh. Tessa says, I, "I thought you wanted the girl to skate by," and Dean says, "No one really skates by, do they?" Ouch. Ugh. Also, I guess we should mention. Business. I don't know. I can't remember if you did in the synopsis, but but this girl's uh, this girl's mother is also dead. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like the only thing that her dad has left, and there's like a heartbreaking thing where she's like, she's not worried about herself. Uh, when she dies, she's like, what about my dad? I can't just leave him. It's not fair. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking rough. She That's says it's not fair. Work. Dean says, I know. She says, then why? He says, there's a sort of natural order to things. And she says, natural order is stupid because she's 12 yeah. and it's so, whew. And Dean's like, I agree with you, with there. you there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Eating kids. Yeah. Um, he says that he has unfinished business, which makes me crazy. Yeah, death as a ghost. Woo. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, my, my, the point that I wanted to make is I really like the inclusion of the dad here and that part of the tragedy. It made it feel more um, specific and real to me rather than just using this like sad 12-year-old with a heart condition as like the emotional bludgeon of this episode. Um, mm -hmm. The, the tragedy of death is is not just the person dying, yeah. especially when it's somebody who you know, for all other intents and purposes, should not have died when they did. But it's also the people they leave behind and the hole in the world that they leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was good. Uh, let me go back to Sam and Bobby. Um, okay, so Bobby yeah. says, you don't want to do this, Sam. I've been like a father to you, boy. Somewhere inside, you've got to know that. I've been like a father. Unfortunately, that is the point. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sam is like standing over Bobby with a knife and Dean intercepts him and goes, hi, Sam, I'm back. And like whacks him in the head or whatever. Um, Dean literally left him alone for one day. <laughs> Dean was like, watch Literally. him, okay? And then he comes back and Sam is like doing the, I'm the like, stab my dad. I'm about to kill this guy pose. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Didn't take him anywhere. Didn't even take him anywhere. You literally left him in the house for one day and he went murder mode. That's also how I feel after not leaving the house for a day, though. <laughs> mm -hmm. Sam has never done anything wrong. The attempted patricide was justified. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did you consider that he was just hungry? He hasn't slept in a year. Mm -hmm. He's just sleepy. Anyway, Dean and Bobby have a little what are we supposed to do about Sam conversation, and then Death shows up with bacon dogs. Mm -hmm. um, Death asks if Dean could go back, would he actually just kill Hillary without complaining? And Dean says, knowing what I know now, yeah. Oof. Oof. The trolley problem again. Uh-huh. Because he had to Sorry. kill the nurse because of what he did. Like, yeah. he, he, that fucked him up real good. Yeah. Death says, uh, you throw away your life because you've come to assume that it'll bounce right back into your lap, but the human soul is not a rubber ball. Yeah. <laughs> this whole, like, every time Dean talks to, sorry, every time Death talks to Dean and Sam, it's like he's he's like one second away from just like grabbing them and rattling them until their brains shake and yelling, stop fucking dying. Mm -hmm. It's like that. that stop that being the main characters. In um, Adventure Zone Balance. 86 times. 86. Do you know how fucking hard you make my job? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> Dean's like, come That's on, admit that it was rigged. And Death says, most people speak to me with more respect. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's really good. And Dean instantly caves. He's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. And then Death's like, we're done here. It's been lovely. But now I'm going to go to hell to get your brother's soul. And Dean's like, what? Huh? Uh, and he's like, <laughs> why would you do, do that? Happen, Dean. Says, yeah, I wouldn't do it for you. You and your brother keep coming back. You're an affront to the balance of the universe, and you cause disruption on a global scale. Dean's like, sorry. <laughs> like, but you have your uses. Right now, you're digging at something. The intrepid detective. I want you to keep digging, Dean. Uh, Which is Dean's interesting, like, and he says, yeah, the souls. Like, you're going to be cryptic? He's like, it's about the souls. You'll understand when you need to. Uh, and I love this, because he needs the detective. This is why he's getting Sam back. Because Sam's the one that actually figures shit Detective out. Detective Sammy. Detective Sammy is back. Yay. Uh, and then Dean says, with Sam, is the wall thing really going to work? Call it 75%, which is so good because that's the chances that we had at the start of the episode. Mm -hmm. We know Dean will take bets that have a 75% chance of working. Oh, that's a good callback. Um, then we, we have Death show up to give Sam his soul back, and Sam is scared for the first time all season. Delicious. Mm -hmm. Like, we have never seen Soulless Sam look bag. this panicked. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't scratch the wall. So good. There was a post 
I don't know if I'll be able to find it, but it's it's basically like if Dean had the option to put all his trauma behind a wall in his mind and Death was like, don't scratch, he'd be like, that's it. That's all I have to do and repress it forever and be fine. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Dean's I'm in major training. major talent is repression. Finally. Mm-hmm. Naruto voice. The moment I've been training for. That's probably a line in Naruto. <laughs> sure. And we end on Sam screaming. That's it. Yep. Ah! Um. Yep. So, I've been thinking a lot about Earthsea lately. Clearly. Um, in partly due, and, I'm, and particularly because of the dragon in the next episode, just making me think about dragons more. Um, but in particular, um, I've been thinking about one of my favorite books of all time, The Farthest Shore, uh, which is, in my opinion, one of the greatest, like, meditations on death ever written by a person that, like, changed the way I think about, like, living. Uh, that book's really fucking good. Uh, but I feel like Dean should read that book. <laughs> Dean, um, you need to read some Kayla Gwynn. The, the, like, particularly in regards to, like, this episode and messing with the natural order of things and, like, everyone having their time to die, but Dean and Sam, like, consistently refusing to do it. Um, the, the whole plot of that book, I guess minor spoilers for The Farthest Shore, but a wizard has discovered the secret to immortality. Um... And in doing it, in one person being, like, in one person breaking the cycle, uh, the world starts to fall apart. Um, and so there's a bit where I believe it's Ged who is talking to him and says, uh, you will die, you will not live forever, nor will any man, nor anything. Nothing is immortal, but only to us is it given to know that we must die. And that is a great gift, the gift of selfhood. For we have only what we know we must lose, what we are willing to lose. That selfhood, which is our torment and our treasure and our humanity, it does not endure. It changes, it is gone, a wave on the sea. Would you have the sea grow still and the tides cease to save one wave, to save yourself? I need to read Earth's Sea. Good book. Um, but yeah, this is a lot, like, the, like death and, and rebirth and, like, uh, resurrection... Uh, you know, common themes in fantasy media, a common theme in this show in particular. Um, but I'm really interested in that sort of, I mean, in what the show has been doing this whole time, which is like fighting destiny and fate and balance and whether that is like a good thing or a bad thing, whether that causes more problems than it solves. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you want to read something that talks about that in a way that is good and does it better than this show, read Earthsea. Just read Ursula K. Le Guin in general. Just about mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. Just read everything she's ever written. It's actually, sorry, there's one more thing, which is just what what he says to the wizard, like, also about uh, the, this, this, like, thing. Basically, he's, like, trying to tell him to say his name because uh, he's starting to forget because he's lost his selfhood in living forever. Uh, so he's like, say your name. Who are you? The immortal one. Say your name. The king. Say my name. I told it to you but a minute since. Say my name. You are not real. You have no name. Only I exist. You exist without name, without form. You cannot see the light of day. You cannot see the dark. You sold the green earth and the sun and the stars to save yourself. But you have no self. All that which you sold, that is yourself. You have given everything for nothing. And so you now seek to draw your world to you. All that light and life and loss. To fill up your nothingness. 
but it cannot be filled. Not all the songs of Earth, not all the stars of Heaven could fill your emptiness. Looks over at Dean Winchester. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody do a web weaving of that and the thing Famine says to him. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, Appointment in Samara. Good episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, glad we got a good one after <laughs> last time. Glad we have a good one, at least, for, for this episode of our, of our show. Because the next one... Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. Actor facts. Uh, the sad dead girl's dad was played by Christopher Kennedy, who was the voice of Ted in the Bill and Ted animated TV show. Um, the sad dead girl was played by Michelle Kreber, uh, who is the voice of Apple Bloom in My Little Pony. Um, Good for her. She's also a singer-songwriter and has a bunch of albums and is, like, descended from... Uh, singers and musicians in a way that always makes me go like how much is how much of your life was your own choice <laughs> how much were you just like turned into this as a child but whatever she seems like she's doing a good time she goes to a lot of conventions uh the nurse dean kills was played by allison araya who alert alert we found another cw actor uh she's an arrow julie and the phantoms and riverdale as officer lopez aunt victoria and miss vice respectively um lastly of course we have robert england who he's a like he's in he's a real ass actor he's been in a billion things uh but i guess a fun fact about him in uh eschewing uh his uh filmography which is massive uh is he got his major start in the 1980s tv series tv miniseries v about humanity resisting an alien invasion of like lizard aliens Hmm. which i think was a um not Gene Roddenberry, but there's another big uh, sci-fi dude, um, Kenneth Johnson, who did like a whole bunch of uh, like he did like the the Six Million Dollar Man, uh, the Incredible Hulk TV show, Bionic Woman, uh, one of those like uh, like eighties, early nineties, uh, like sci-fi dudes. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Uh, we're going to take a little break now. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, the bad episode, <laughs> Like a Virgin. <laughs> Please join us for that, because it, it will be fun. Mm-hmm. Bad episodes of Supernatural mean good episodes of Word of God. Episode 12, Like a Virgin, uh, which was written by uh, Adam Glass um, and directed by Philip Screecha. Um, Okay. We open on a really bad CGI prop airplane. A man and woman are flying through a storm. They're having a bad time and they get attacked by a fucking dragon. This is the only time we will see a fucking dragon in the rest of this episode. Um... The man gets ripped out of the front of the plane, and then it crashes, and uh, it's rough for everyone involved. Cut to Castiel checking on Sam. His soul's back, but he's unconscious. Cass ain't happy about Sam's soul being back. He says it's not likely Sam's going to wake up. Um, Dean talks to Bobby, who tells him about the plane going down. Pilot was found cooked 17 miles away, and the woman's completely gone. Uh, And then Sam walks in. He's good. He's fine. He doesn't remember anything since he was in the pit. 
um, Bobby, or since before he went into the pit. Bobby doesn't deal with it very well. He thinks Sam's going to find out about his year and a half of being soulless, and also the fact that it was Sam, that, that Sam tried to kill him last episode. Um, Bobby leaves them to go off hunting this thing. It's a dragon. That's, according to Sam's research, been grabbing young women from high places. It's a dragon. Dean tells Sam about Lisa and Ben and it not working out, and they get to their destination and talk to the plane girl, uh, Penny uh, was her name, uh, her sister, Penny's sister. Uh, all the girls who are disappearing are virgins, is what the boys discover. Uh, we cut to some other girls walking out at night, and swoosh, one of them is chased and attacked by a dragon. Uh, somehow, though, she survived, and the boys talked to her in the hospital. It stole her gold promise ring, but didn't take her because, uh-oh, she's not a virgin. Sam's like, uh, it's probably a dragon, what the fuck? And so they call Bobby, and he also thinks it's dumb that it's a dragon. Um, oh, also, Sam is starting to slowly get memory bleed from his time as just a body. Uh... Bobby gives Dean a referral to uh, SFU, uh, which is San Francisco University, not Simon Fraser University, as I'm used to that acronym meaning. Uh, <laughs> we cut to a sewery lair to see some girls trapped in a cage. Uh, also, the dragon is just a fucking guy. He's just a dude. And not even in the sexy way, like Maleficent. He's just a guy. Um, he's just a Russian guy. <laughs> he throws another girl in the cage. Uh, they're all scared. Dean goes and talks to the professor, Eleanor Viziak, who we will talk about. Uh, she must be hella tenured to live in the enormous mansion that she lives in. Uh, <laughs> the show heavily implies she and Bobby used to date, or at least fucked at some point. Um, Dean tells her dragons are around, she's baffled by this, as it's been 700 years, uh, and that he needs a blade forged with dragon's blood to kill it. Thankfully she has one, but it's in a stone, and Dean cannot pull it out despite the epic music. Uh, Sam, meanwhile, is trying to find the lair and calls Bobby for help. Bobby gives him a lead on the sewers and talks briefly about him being weird around Sam, um, but they don't get much of anywhere. So Sam calls Castiel instead, and Castiel narks. Uh, meanwhile, Dean fucking explodes the stone with demolition charges and, of course, breaks the sword, um, which the professor is not happy about. Um, so they have to fight a dragon in the sewers with a shattered sword because this is supernatural. Uh, they find the dragon shrine and the caged girls, and then he attacks them. They fight this lame-ass dragon in human form, and Sam stabs him in the back with the sword. Uh, the end, kind of, but also he, like, I don't even know. He stabs him in the back with the sword, and then his body's gone, so dragons can teleport, I guess? I don't really understand what happened here. There's but... two dragons. No, I but both dragons are alive in, the, in, the, in what I'm about oh. to get to. Hmm. It's the same guy. He lived. They didn't kill him. Uh, in the denu- like, I'll talk about this more in a second, because it's weird. In the denouma, the boys are truly D&D characters, because they slew a dragon and stole its shit and are wealthy now, and Dean's, like, counting <laughs> out all the gold. Uh, if- if my D&D campaigns are anything to go off of, this is going to destroy their relationship as they fight over the dragon horde. Um... Sam apologizes for all the stuff he did as a husk. He's feeling pretty bad and wants to fix things. Uh, Bobby then interrupts their emotions to tell them about the spooky book that Dean stole from the Dragon Shrine, which is a thing that happened. Uh, it's bound in human skin. It describes purgatory. And also, Bobby says purgatory has monster souls. And I thought they didn't have those, but whatever. Uh, cut to the dragon, who is not dead and has another dragon friend with him. And also has more girls? Are, are these, so are these new girls? Did they not save the old ones? Did they just leave? Why did they just leave? I think it's different I don't girls. know. I think it is a different dragon. In the, no, it's the same dragon. Are you sure? It's the same guy. No, no. Okay, the, okay. The, 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 like the bigger one, um, the bigger like Russian guy, I think he lived. There was a skinnier, like dark haired dragon that Sam stabbed. 
Oh, were there two like dragons a, a in that fight scene? There were two yes. dragons in the and fight scene. And then there's scene. the oh. alpha dragon who stabbed the bald one of them, guy. and the other one escaped, according to the transcript. Okay. Yeah, the... and then there's the bald guy who I think is the alpha dragon, who is the one who's like, you're lucky I have enough girls. Which is funny, because they only need one? Yeah, literally. What are they call one out? That's... That's weird because there's only two dragons in the IMDb casting. But the the wiki page um, featured supernatural beings lists three as Clover. Okay, Clover I believe you. That dragon kidnapper. Okay, that fight scene was such a mess and like it's so dark that I didn't episode. really. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. So it's... I guess that explains it. Um. Anyway, the surviving dragon and this like master dragon or whatever. Uh, with new girls because the boys are bad at their job. Um, like our we get intercuts here between Bobby explaining that the book is an instruction manual to open purgatory, um, and is like it's missing a page, and then of course the dragon has the page and he does a ritual throws the throws the virgin into a volcano and opens a door. Uh, the goal is to set free the quote mother of all unquote who, as the virgin is thrown, uh, she rises back up and is the mother of all. I guess yay for another villain being a basic ass white girl in a dress. The end. <laughs> <laughs> season six has too much they tried so many things and none of them landed it all sucked pour one out for dragons everywhere i'm so sorry for the worst depiction of dragons ever literally it's just some fucking guy it's literally just a guy like we get a um, flash of wing i think maybe twice this episode yeah. we don't ever see yeah, they're dragons like, it looks like a giant nothing. bat they say it looks like a giant bat bitch where that's a human person that's a human person that's a whole dude. Yeah, I think this is like the mid-season finale because the opening is a song and it, ha it has like the vibes of the uh -huh. finales, which I guess that makes sense. They introduce what I guess is the big bad for the season. Mm -hmm. They've been leading towards this, I guess, but it, yeah. it sucks. Yeah, I guess guess. This is have. when she finally shows up. It's the culmination. And now we can get to the real plot, which is stopping her, I guess. Yeah, I'm starting to remember why we all say season six sucks. The first half of season six is okay. And then just, like, the pacing and everything else catches up with season six, and it's like, well, pick a direction. Huh. Mm -hmm. <sighs> anyway. Yeah, I don't have high hopes for this. No. <laughs> it's good. Like, I know that you need, I know that, like, it's expensive to, like, do fantasy. Like, I know that it's hard to have a big monster, but fuck you. <laughs> yeah, if you can't pull the big monster off, don't do the big monster. Literally, write a different plot. Keep it with fucking ghosts. I'm so tired of them just being some guy. Stay in your fucking lane, Supernatural. <laughs> it is very funny when a show, like, does, like, escalation like this, but just cannot, like, cannot pay the checks that it's cashing or whatever. Can't, like, you know, the whatever the metaphor it is. It can't keep its own pace. It's, mm -hmm. Yeah. Go back to Monster of the Week. I miss Monster of the Week. What is this garbage? I mean, this is a Monster of the Week It episode, should be a Monster of the Week. It's not even a good one. This is fucking bugs for, for season okay, it's six. it's not quite on the level of bugs. We have the fun professor lady who I liked. Yeah. That's true. In terms of, like, plotting, it's down though, there. It's, it's, like, way down there. Mm-hmm. Execution of plot idea. Also, shout-outs to this girl for just accepting her fate and not even trying to pull the plane up. <laughs> like, I'm not a pilot, but, like... At least the controls are like pretty obvious. I, it's literally you're, just tip the uh -huh. nose up. I know I don't know how to fly a plane. Yeah. I can tell you that much. Well, sorry yeah, to victim blame this girl. Because survived anyway. It's not going to be fun, but at least try and like slow your descent. It's fine. She didn't even die. She didn't even die. And she wasn't even a final girl or anything. Like nothing happens interesting here. Yeah, 
she's is she, she's just in the cage with the other girls isn't she yeah i do like the like broken glass situation of the plane window yeah just and then like it, the the plane window breaking segues into the title card which is also glass breaking so that was like the one thing that i really liked about this episode mm-hmm. continuity um okay i guess chronologically yeah mm-hmm. also actually i should say I have I I posted last night. Speaking of Ursi, I'm not gonna just read this out, but I want to put what I posted in the refs because I think it's funny. Valid. So my thoughts on this dragon as I was watching it will be below. Um, yeah. Okay. So where where are we starting here? Um, do you have anything to say about the cold open? The plane looks like ass, but I said that already. Mm-hmm. It's true. It does. Um. It is sort of sad. I mean, she lives. She's fine. She gets rescued. The guy does not. But, like, later when her sister's, like, she's actually a big scaredy cat. She wanted to be in this in this uh, plane because she loves this boy. And it's sad for her that this happened to her after, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. When when someone is, like, reluctantly doing a, a scary, dangerous thing and gets, like, bad shit happens to them because of it, it always makes me more sad than if they're, like, doing it enthusiastically. Mm-hmm. Like, no, honey, if you just hadn't gone. Mm-hmm. Stay inside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Just stabbed myself with my needle. Then Ouch. um, we have Cass talking about Sam. He says, if you wanted to kill your brother, you should have done it outright. Slaps. So true. Yeah, Cass is really upset about them doing this. It's almost like this he cares about Sam. Sam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a <laughs> There's something funny when he's like, Dean's like, is he going to wake up? And Cass goes, I'm not a human doctor, Dean. <laughs> he says, how the fuck should are I you know? An, are you an angel doctor, Cass? He probably has some medical, like angel medical training for being a soldier. Mm-hmm. The old medicine. Knows how to amputate a wing. Oof. Uh, so while Sam is still sleeping, Dean goes to drink with Bobby. Bobby says, oh boy, Bobby says, like my daddy always said, just because it kills your liver don't mean it ain't medicine. Oh my god. Yep. Men and daddy issues and alcoholism. Uh-huh. Um, Literally we're going to so continue true. to learn about Bobby's dad? I, I don't... I, hmm. Interesting. I mean, I get that it clearly hadn't been established yet, but dear lord. Mm-hmm. And then... I feel so sad for Sam, because like, he's back, but all his friends, except for Dean, are like extremely sus of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's literally like, hey guys, it's me! Why are you being I'm back. weird? This did me. This did make me go. Oh, Sammy, I missed you. Yeah, I was very happy to see yeah, Sam. He gives them a fucking hug. He hugs he Dean does. and Bobby. It's it's such a subtle change because like Solus Sam is still recognizably Sam, mm-hmm. but like he only when you like see them like juxtaposed like this mm-hmm. are you like there's something missing from that guy. Like, and it's really difficult to like put your finger on it, but like Sam's enthusiasm, his like just general like. I don't even know. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but you see Sam come in and instantly you're like, oh my God, he has a soul again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate to say it. His like, eyes are Derek brighter. Did it. He did it. Yeah. Um, he did it. He's so happy to like find out everything. He's like, Cass is alive? That's his friend Cass. Yeah. It's like, That's Bobby, I saw your neck got snapped. It's like, I snapped your neck a little bit by accident. He's, he's having a rough, he's had a rough 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And he's really hungry, and we cut to him, like, devouring a sandwich. Mm-hmm. And let's see. Uh, Dean's like, I made a deal with death. And Sam's like, Dean? Yeah, and then Bobby the whole time is like, wow, it sure turned out well for us. Bobby, death said not to scratch at the wall. Don't scratch at the wall. Uh-huh. 
Please don't scratch. Scratching only makes Please it no worse. Scratchy. Please no scratchy. <laughs> Love how they're constantly like, I'm sure lying will work out well. Okay. Nobody has ever had anything Narrator bad to voice. happen to them because of lying I, on TV. I love that it happens. I love that this, like, it's it, this is resolved in one episode. Like, <laughs> Bobby was so right. Like, this happens instantly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Cass just fucking was like, oh, yeah, I'll tell he you He didn't everything. know not to. Nobody told him not to. Nobody told no, him. No, I was literally like, Dean, why didn't you tell the autistic guy about That's the true. fucking lie you have everyone in? It's true. There's one person you need to tell. Cass wasn't like, I should tell Sam about this. It's not right to lie to him. He didn't know you were lying. Yeah. He literally was not in on it. And frankly, that's Dean's oversight. Mm -hmm. Cass did nothing wrong. He was just being a little He guy. was, he was, just, he was just happy to see his fucking friend. Mm -hmm. He's not beholden to you, Dean. <sighs> so true. Um, my next note... <laughs> I don't remember the context, but my next note is Dean's like, I missed you, pussy Sam. <laughs> um, that's a little bit later than my next note, which is uh, Dean says, "Why the poop face?" Yes, I wanted to. I wanted to mention Literally so why the poop face. Poop face. Bobby does have like Bobby is acting like he smells something bad. Mm -hmm. He does have a poop face. Yeah. Um. And yeah, Sam tried to kill him. Yeah. Um. The the reference here is some uh, brothers who killed their parents. Ah. This is where mm -hmm. Dean says the line, I'm sending death a damn fruit basket, which I'm pretty sure made the rounds as, like, supernatural out of context. Um, it is, it is a funny sentence. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's very funny that, like, Bobby's like, when Sam realizes we're lying, it ain't gonna be cute. Nothing really comes of it. Maybe it will later, but, like, mostly he's just sorry. Yeah, he's just He's like, sad. oh, man, I did all that shit? That sucks. I'm sorry. I gotta make amends for it. That was fucked up of me, guys. Cry um. typing on Twitter. <laughs> Sam Winchester's Twitter apology when? I'm so fucking sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize it was wrong to to kill innocent people. He didn't. I was he going didn't have through something. He didn't have his Jiminy Cricket. I lost focus and had a consensual hey, workplace did you relationship. Guys, did you guys know that Pinocchio kills Jiminy Cricket in the original story? Damn. Why? For telling him what to do? Basically, I was like, "I'm your, I'm your conscious. I'm a cricket," and then he kills him. And I believe it's I like, like bugs either Pinocchio, but that's fucked up. I believe it's like haunted by his soul or something like that. I don't know. You didn't even scoop him out under a cup. Oof, oof, boof. <sighs> anyway, um, mm -hmm. Bobby awkwardly backs out of the dragon hunt. He's like, "I forgot that idiot Rufus. I promised that idiot Rufus I'd work the phones for him. You got a date so with your married. boyfriend, Bobby? Just say it." Mm -hmm. He like rolls his eyes as he says it. Like, okay, we get it. You have a crush. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Okay, gay ass. Sam's like, what was that? Dean says, one part age, three parts liquor. Ouch. Ouch. Uh, they do some investigating. Um, Sam's like, why didn't you try like living a life? And Dean's like, I did for a year, and it didn't work out. Ouch. And Sam's like, oh. Yeah. I like that this comes up though. Mm-hmm. And that I thought Dean was just gonna lie to him about it. Yeah. Feels like growth that he actually brings it up. Well, and the whole reason Sam didn't tell Dean when he came back initially is because, like, Dean Dean got out. Well, I mean, that's what he said. That's true, that's true. That was when he was masking, you're right. Yeah. Soulless like, Sam voice. No, it's that... just because I love you so much I didn't want you hanging around. <laughs> <laughs> it's not at all because I didn't want you cramping my style. Mm-hmm. 
thinking going back and thinking about that that second episode in particular of him needing dean to help him with the baby is very funny <laughs> what did what yeah. did sam actually think about that baby it's like i don't give a fuck them kids i don't give a fuck about this baby mm-hmm. um they investigate this girl's house uh nothing really oh wait sammy here. says so get this um and i was like oh my god it really is sammy he's back he does he does yeah you're right um i talked about the detail in the scene already um yeah this is where they talk to the sister um then they they start investigating what the girls have in common with each other um penny wasn't even a christian yeah so it's not christians yeah okay this is where sam says did you steal that diary from her room and dean says i love that you even asked me that which is where dean is (laughs) saying like yeah it's nice that sam has a conscience again Uh uh-huh Sam's like, Finally, why wouldn't I? don't I? have to be the moral compass of the group. Anymore. Yeah. I am relieved of duty. They've switched places. Mm-hmm. Finally, I get to be an asshole again. Um, there's some, there's some, like, uh, I guess, like, comp hat, I don't know, of, of, uh, Sam being, like, their virgin, sorry, Dean being, like, their virgin, Sam's like, Penny was 22. Like, man. Yeah, there's a lot of sexual politics in this episode that are extremely weird. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's some weirdness. It's like, yeah, with a pink room. Literally, God forbid women do anything. It's a good color, bitch. Well, and yeah, also, God like, this is her, like, she still lives at home. Like, this is her childhood bedroom, presumably. Yeah. Pink is expensive. Mm-hmm. And also, pink is a good color. Pink is literally a good color. I'm also, sure that there are more also, people who have more there... sex than you, Dean Winchester, who have pink rooms. I was about rooms. to say, I bet there's lots of people that have more sex than Dean Winchester that have pink rooms with full of stuffed teddy bears. Literally, exactly. Madam Tracy. I was just thinking that. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we truly get some most like men writing women here of Dean reading from the diary. I've decided to give Stan my most precious gift. Uh, Sam says it sounds weird to hear Dean say that. Dean goes, I think I delivered it. He's such a weirdo. <laughs> He's such a weirdo. It sounds weird to have anyone say it. It's a weird thing to say. Uh, Dean says he prefers ladies with experience. <sighs> We know. Uh, they go talk to this girl. This uh, they're like, the you're not a virgin. Part. Yeah. Dean, Dean goes real cop thing here. He's like, should you really be wearing that ring? Literally shut the fuck up. Who, who, I understand it's plot relevant, it's a, but oh my god, yeah, she doesn't it's know a that. Weird way to, it's a weird way to interrogate her. Like, It's a weird way to discover this. Mm-hmm. It is pretty funny they're though like, that the scene just ends with her going, here. Matt Barn didn't count and just cut there. That's pretty funny. It is pretty funny. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Sam says something horrible that I don't really want to repeat. Yeah. Um, but they're trying to the, figure out why they, they the dragon's after comments about virgins. sexual assaults. That is not a yeah. good line. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Dean's like, I think this just goes to show that being easy is pretty much all upside. He literally said slut life. Uh-huh. Slut era Dean Winchester. Era? When was he not in it? <laughs> exactly. That's his whole slut era Dean Winchester is his whole life. Except for the one year where he was, like, pseudo-married. He's probably a slut then, too. But, like, Ooh, only for the one Oh, uh, well, sure. <laughs> um, you can be a monogamous slut. <laughs> <laughs> this little interaction is cute. Uh, it's a bad joke, but Sam's like, what kind of thing likes virgins and gold? Dean says, P. Diddy. Uh, and Sam's like, you know, it's comforting. I died for you, came back, and you're still not funny. Dean says, shut up, I'm hilarious. Some good, like, seasons one and two brothers interaction here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really drilling in that this is Sammy again. 
Um, yep. Then they, they do some research. Um, this scene is so funny. It's so fucking it's dumb. So it made me furious. It's so fucking stupid. So funny. My notes uh, just show, say in all caps, uh, are you stupid? Because Sam is like, um, I googled fire, claws, flying, stealing virgins, and gold, and it all takes me to the same I, place. I just want to know, did he use Boolean logic here? Did he write fire or claws and flying? <laughs> I think he just probably typed in uh, all the words. Hit enter. Uh-huh. Um, God, it's so but, fucking uh, dumb. How could you possibly, how could you possibly not know that those are dragon keywords? <laughs> oh my God. I don't care if you don't think dragons are real. I know you guys really have hobbies. Uh, it's really dumb. Who in it's the entire really universe who they deals with this- fantasy things on a regular basis wouldn't know that those are dragon words? They did this to make a World of Warcraft joke. They will continue to make a World of Warcraft and Dungeons and Dragons jokes for the rest of this episode. Shut the fuck up. It's literally not You're even an urban funny. fantasy show. This is the same thing as the fairies. Shut the fuck up and embrace the genre that you're in. Literally. Supernatural you're not more and more feels like it's embarrassed about what it is, despite the fact mm-hmm. that it simultaneously like switches back and forth between like high-minded, like not high-minded, but like serious elevated melodrama about like angels and demons and the fate of reality to being like, haha, it's a dragon. Isn't that funny? Shut the fuck Literally, up. Literally, if you think dragons are stupid, you should not have written a dragon episode. Yeah, your your dragons are stupid, Supernatural. Your dragons are stupid. <laughs> We're all very at least, mad at this. At least Bedlin did a good job with the fairy episode, even if it was dumb mm-hmm. that the boys were like, haha, fairies. Like, at least that episode was funny. At least they knew that those were fairy brother things. Brother in Christ, you are in the Supernatural show. They weren't like, hmm, I want, these people are all saying fa- fairies. It can't be fairies. They were all saying aliens. Like, this one is just everything turns out to be dragons, yeah. but it can't be dragons. Dragons aren't real. Guys, you're in season six. Yeah. At the very least, every three I like episodes you they, do this. I like that they skim over the like it's not possible thing because Dean's like actually it might be because it's been because it's been a weird year for exactly, monsters showing exactly. up. Exactly. So like Sam being like I don't this can't be it because we know that dragons are extinct is fair at the very least, but like yeah, but you're literally the, the, like, you're, you are now zero for three on angels, fairies, and dragons. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, you keep putting egg on your face. And like, I'm 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 fine with like deflationary fantasy. I think it can be fun sometimes. I think the bit with the sword and the stone later on is pretty funny. It's a pretty good mm-hmm. joke. But it's like, ugh, the dragons are so lame. It's so lame. And why do they need so many virgins if they only need to sacrifice one? Right, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Like, they only threw the one in the volcano. What did they do with the rest of them? You just said the words. You didn't throw all the virgins in the volcano and then say the word and then throw the last one in there. Yeah, that's weird. Were you looking for, like, the perfect virgin? How do you know which virgin is the virgin you need? That was, like, the one thought I had is, like, maybe they maybe it's, like, vessels. Like, they need the right one. And so they're just grabbing them to be like, well, hopefully one of them is going to work. But Can dragons smell them? Maybe. They could... What, smell virginity? But how did they get confused? They could fucking smell yes! the hymen? <laughs> thank you Emma That's the only I was, thing about, I can think of. How I was about to say that and like cut myself off because it was too horrible to say out loud but you but but thank you for taking one for the team it's okay if like how else do they know and make it maybe do, maybe do... it's an absence of smell maybe they can smell that everyone else has had sex yeah they can smell the the whore <laughs> the filth <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, but if they can, if it, if it, like they can sense it somehow, then how did he almost get the one that's not? He got fooled by the. That's promise a good point. Ring. Yeah, are they just smelling the gold of the it's promise ring? It's a fucking ring. ring! You're twelve feet in the air and it's dark. I don't know. I don't know, man. None of it makes any sense. It's fucking it stupid. It's, this episode fucking sucks. Anyway, Bobby's heating up some ragu on the stove. Yeah, I love yeah, when Bobby so gets a little King. snack. Uh, and Dean's like, "What do you know I about dragons?" I love how the camera doesn't follow him when he like goes to pick up the phone. Um, the staring at the stovetop. The delivery here, I'm like half tempted to just cut this audio into the episode because when Dean says, "What do you know about dragons?" it's really funny. <laughs> he like and, and Bobby's response. The, the Give it. Um. Oh, I don't have it. I just have it in my notes. Oh, okay. What do you know about dragons? Isn't Bobby just like, I don't know, man. No, Bobby says, well, they're not like the Loch Ness Monster, Dean. Dragons aren't real. Right. Right. Super you're right. Natural handshake, Dr. You're Hume. right. Uh, that is, you're right. Is that is a fucking good lie. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then Bobby makes a Hogwarts joke. Um, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, right. Then Hogwarts, D&D, etc. Um, scene lies to Sam real quick. Uh, Bobby says, yeah, how's Memento doing over there? Also, Dean's call- oh, Dean calls him a gentleman happens. and a scholar, which is cute. Yeah, my grandpa calls it's me so that. so sweet. Aww. That, that's very cute. Yeah. Um, this is, yeah, this is where Dean starts um, gaslighting Sam about, like, no, you, you, yeah. what, do you, what do you mean? We never did that case, which he's absolutely remembering from this season. Yeah. He's like, your eggs are still a little scrambled. Okay, Dean. Lying is always a moral right. Gaslight gatekeeper. And then the so Bobby calls back to deliver more plot relevant news right to go say talk to this professor um which is just a little bit silly but it works for like the blocking of the scene so I'll, it's fine mm-hmm. um sam says that dragons live in caves De- okay actually you know what dean says that they live in middle earth and sam says no caves and dean says you're such a nerd what the fuck you just what made the a fuck middle is earth happening reference. what the fuck is happening dean cried watching those movies i bet <laughs> I may not be able to carry the ring, Mr. Frodo, but I can carry you, Dean Ugly, sobbing on the floor. There's a there's a really good it's bit. It's about masculine friendship, Sam. There's a really good bit in um, Jujutsu Kaisen where the main character, it, to train his like emotional resilience, is like made to watch a bunch of movies. Uh, and if he react, if he reacts too emotionally, he gets like hit over the head by this like familiar. Uh, and when he gets walked in on watching a movie and like trying not to start crying, it's the it's literally just the end of Fellowship in the Ring with the boat. And he's like sitting there with his face all screwed up. Who among us is immune? It's so good. To into the west. But anyway, yeah, that's that's Dean. That's Dean being like sitting there trying not to cry, being like brotherly love. Yeah, it's about it's about totally platonic masculine friendship going huh. into the depths of hell for your bro, <laughs> as one does. As, As one, one does. does, yeah, totally heterosexually, you know. <laughs> it's about conquering the great evil with your bud. Um, so this next scene is just the the girl gets kidnapped and we like sort of see a wing and then they like the dragon like seals her into the uh-huh. cage with the rest of them by like superheating his hand. Um, dragons and fire, I guess. Oh, I guess. It's boring. Yep. He's right, right. You you couldn't even you couldn't even make him breathe fire like. Nope. That's too expensive. It's easy to make someone's hand glow. Yeah, you just put a fucking flashlight up against yep. it. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then we meet Dr. Viziak, the best part of this episode. I love you, Queen. She's oh, wait, so hold good. on. While we're still at the cage full of oh. virgins, um, it did occur to me that their problems could all be solved if they were bisexual. 
Yeah, I'll just fuck each other <laughs> in the cage. <laughs> <laughs> Although knowing Supernatural, it would probably be like it has, it has to, to be heterosexual. Yeah. These all lesbians are virgins. It's like that post where that person's like grandpa didn't think lesbians could have sex. There is a girl with short hair in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, Dr. Vizyak lives in this like enormous like it it's they're in San Francisco. This looks like a house that would be in like New England. It's mm-hmm. like one of those like old money, like Eastern North American, like old like brick houses. Uh, it's very classy. She comes out in, like, a bathrobe, and Dean's like, MILFs. Literally. <laughs> Literally. And, and MILF mania. Right. So true. That's true. She can get it. She, yes. Apparently Bobby did get it. Uh-huh. Okay, is she a MILF? I mean, she probably has kids, but has she passed into cougar territory? Mm. Like, what separates a MILF from a cougar? That's a good point. Are cougars, like, ones that act- actively search out younger men? Whereas MILFs are just, they happen to have true. children. Does the, does the evolution go MILF, Cougar, Gilf? <laughs> Probably. We need a taxonomy chart. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When, the, when the kids are all grown up, they've become a cougar. And then when the kids have kids, then they're a gilf. Mm-hmm. Take notes. This is the deep philosophical discussion you come to us for, dear listeners. Um... But yeah, her house is truly next level. She's a medieval studies professor. How the hell? Uh, you know what? I guess she probably was like came from a wealthy family and is that sort of thing where like, you know, second or third generation wealth being like, I have a trust fund. I can do whatever the hell I want. I'm going to become like a famed professor and write a bunch of books and just live in my big nice house. I like this backstory you just invented. It makes it's the only one that makes sense because medieval studies professors do not make the sort of money that this woman would need to have to even just like pay taxes on this house. <laughs> Capitalism is going to crush us all. Um. Anyway, Dean starts talking to her about the case and says, "No twelve-sided dice joke, Dean. Why do you know what a D twelve is? Why are you making fun of other people for knowing what a D twelve is when you also know what a D twelve is?" What were you doing at the Devil's It's Dean not even... Room? Don't you mean a D20, Dean? Literally. I think that's the actual thing. Is like, he doesn't know what he's talking about because he says a D12 and not a D20. But that's also a die! Yes, but I guess if it, Dean... Maybe if Dean plays Barbarian. I believe Barbarian has a D12 damage die, but like... Come on, Dean. Oh, so, so playing D&D is nerdy, but playing Barbarian, which is... I mean, that would be... If Dean of. played... Wait, what? No... Ash, if you play as a barbarian Indian. No, if you play, you're, you're, da- yes, the barbarian's damage die is oh. the highest damage die in the game of, at D12. Hello, it's Wyatt from the future. When I said damage die, I meant hit die. That's all. Shows you how much D&D I know. Yes, okay, I did know that, but I thought you were talking about a different, No, I'm just saying playing the class game. barbarian. Okay, well, it sounds like it could be a title. It does. I mean, I'm sure there is, like, an old, like, game from the 80s called Barbarian or whatever. See? Exactly! <laughs> but, but I mean, play if Dean were to play D&D, I bet he would play a Barbarian. Mm, he might play Paladin, but I think the magic would be too complicated for him. <laughs> I think he'd be like, fine, I'll play, whatever. I'll be the guy who hits things with a big stick. He thinks he's a real He gets real bro. mad. He'd play that barbarian, that 5e uh, subclass that, like, when they rage, they can protect people better. 
Oh, God, stop. <laughs> hey, guys, recommend us your listeners. Recommend us your favorite Dean Plays D&D fic. <laughs> <laughs> um, 700 years. You need... Okay, so you need... In order to kill a dragon, you need a blade forged with dragon's blood. Not forged out of dragon's blood, but forged with dragon's blood. Um, But that means that you need a dragon or like a... a uh-huh. Dead or dying or injured dragon in order to kill a dragon. Um, and Dean's like, that's tautological. It. And she says, don't worry about it. Yeah. She literally says, don't even worry about it. Come down to my basement where I will just give it to you. Dean, this is how Richie died. I think she should have um, Cask of Amontillado him here. She should have revealed herself <laughs> to be a dragon. <laughs> oh, that would be fun. She's <laughs> that. She's the dragon. And then Bobby, then they could have made jokes about Bobby fucking a dragon. <laughs> He's the Shrek donkey. <laughs> um yeah so we get the sword and stone jokes uh so this is um this is uh brunsvik's sword uh she says the sword of brunsvik uh brunsvik is uh basically czech odysseus uh he was a prince who left his wife to go off on adventures just like odysseus uh and there are all sorts of various fables about him uh popular like he was a popular like Figure. protagonist for whatever like mythical fable you wanted to tell um in check in if you were czech um and uh most famously he had a magic sword that could cut off anyone's head um and he saved a lion by slaying a dragon which is why there's a lion on the czech coat of arms cool cool folklore corner yeah. i love the, the the like double whammy it's like a lot of times, like mythical knights will a save a lion, b fight a dragon, and the the check were like our cool knight did both at once. <laughs> he saved a, a lion from a dragon. <laughs> oh, Nessie. Boof. Um, I liked it. So, so I guess when she got this sword, they had to like excavate it. I want to know how she shipped this. Did she like have to charter a boat? You're not gonna put this on a plane. Actually, I think you can. You might be able to put swords in carry on or in um stowed luggage. Right, but the the rock ash. Oh, the rock. <laughs> <laughs> the like enormous boulder that it's shoved and shoved into. Maybe she found a, a nice knight to take the sword out so she could take it with her and then shipped oh, the rock. I was under the assumption that the sword has always been in the stone and she oh, had to ship it to her house and like somehow get it down to the basement while it's still in here because she didn't she can't pull it out. No, I figured I, yeah, I that's really... probably it. But I also think it's really funny for her to be like in the UK in the fucking yes. Excuse uh, me, you mean you mean like... the Czech Republic. In the Czech Republic, in the classifieds, looking for nice, young, strong man with a heart of yeah. gold and a devotion well, to God. Well, with that in mind, what I thought the bit was going to be here is Dean can't pull it out, so Sam has to. Aww. And then they could have tied it into the fact that like they Sam's a pure a boy here. again now because he got his got his uh, soul back. See, that would be that would be too much positive reinforcement. Yeah, that would yeah. that would be like objective proof that he could pull out for the rest of his life that he is a good person and he can't have that because he has to be tormented mm. with the guilt. It's true. It's true. But then he could have had a cool fucking sword for the rest of the show until he like loses it or it gets broken or whatever. Speaking of, it takes like five seconds for them to lose the sword in the middle of the fight. God. Yeah. Yep. They stab the dragon and this priceless broken sword is gone. It's one of like seven swords in the world or whatever that can kill a dragon. 
Because you know fire cannot kill a tree. Why does she let him do this? If I were the professor, I would simply not allow someone to bring yeah. explosives into my home and destroy my priceless artifact. Yeah, I would be like, I, f- sorry, dude, you're fucked. Find a different way. Put him in a. Put him in a fucking. Yeah. Uh, fucking. What well, I think the implication called? is that she understands how dangerous dragons are in like a situation where the dragons are actually threatening and not just like incredibly lame. Um, yeah. She says we can joke about them because they've disappeared, but they aren't funny at all. So she understands that like someone has to slay this dragon. It's no. not going to be her for no reason. So just put him in a wood chipper. <laughs> it's true. Beats everything. Um. Before he does the explosive. Um, he has a very Dean has a very silly sequence where he tries yes, I was about tries to his hardest that. to get that sword out. It is really, really in there. When I said epic music, like I was not kidding. This is some like oh, yeah. three hundred, like or like I don't know. Uh, you know what's that? What's that? Um, uh, that artist that does all the trailer music. Uh, three steps from hell, I think. Yes. Yeah. Adrian von Ziegler. Yeah, you know, there's a couple of them. Yeah, it's it's uh, oh two steps from hell. Um, yeah, very much that. Put an extra step in there. Yeah. <laughs> they took a step back. Uh-huh. <laughs> Take it back now, y'all. Uh, but yeah, they did their 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 music was extremely common in the like early sorry in the like early 2010s late 2000s. They did trailer music for Harry Potter, Pirates of the Caribbean, Star Trek, Twilight. Um, the the as as Wikipedia says, the stentorian nature of their works has led to the frequent use of a contemporary label, epic music, to define their style. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Very very that. Oh, very heroic trailer music. Uh, and then it just like record scratches basically. He like falls over because he's clenching with yep. his whole body. It's very silly. Yep. That's he's just a goofy funny. little guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we cut to Sam, who uh. Calls Bobby. Sam, Sam's recognizing that everyone thinks he has bad vibes and he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Sam gets some progress on the case and then he's like, you okay? And Bobby says, yeah, what's wrong? He says, besides the way you've been acting and talking, nothing. <laughs> Get his ass. And then Bobby's like, it's nothing to do with you. Like, it's fine. Whatever. And then Sam's like, I don't believe him. And then calls Castiel. Yeah. And... He tries to give him a hug. He literally Cass. tries to give him a fucking hug, and Sam doesn't give it to, to him. Hug. You hug it's Dean and Bobby, saddest... but you won't hug Cass. Literally jail for this Sam. Is... Put him back in the hole. This is almost as sad as that 12-year-old die. <laughs> literally. He was so literally give happy that to angel see a Sam. fucking hug. He's like, look, I would hug you, but and Castiel, like, sadly goes, that would be awkward. Yeah. <laughs> he thought he understood the norm at this moment and then he just got completely shut down for no fucking reason you could just give His him a RSD hug RSD is hitting him so bad right now Cass I will hug you for fucking six hours literally come over here Cass um, Sam's like how's it feel to get your soul back and he's like alright because I was walking around with no soul <laughs> which is this so this is when he figures that out, presumably. That's literally the only thing. That, yeah, this is him receiving the news and playing it cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't fucking make. Yeah, it just seems like it comes out of nowhere and it sucks. Yeah, he sort of really jumps to that conclusion, but whatever, it's fine. Um, and uh, he's like, "Hey, could you tell me what happened?" And then Cass is like, yeah, <laughs> "He why literally not? says like." Um, he says, I'm just hazy on a few of the details. Literally the lamest lie you could possibly come up with. Uh-huh, but Cass doesn't know. No. 
Why should he? Again, this is why you tell the autistic in your group about the lie that you're all in on. Mm -hmm. You write it down for him. Uh-oh. Because we can't remember fucking anything. Yep. Uh, so Dean explodes the rock and breaks the sword, like we said. Um, Dr. Fiziak is not happy. We get her, like, a close-up on... Not close-up, but, like, we focus on her face, just looking aghast. Dean's like, got insurance for that? Cue laugh track, cut. Um, so, so Dean, the Michael sword with the broken in half sword. Okay, okay, I see how um, it is. Oh. I'm I'm very impressed at you managing to draw thematic substance out of this stupid <laughs> I think joke. I saw a post about it, so I won't mm. claim prize. Emma's will be like, is anyone it, going but... to draw thematic parallels between these two absolutely unconnected things that the writers were not actually thinking about at all, ever, and not wait for Literally, they were not thinking about anything. The writer's room was like head empty. Head empty. Yep. Head empty. Hey, that's the Michael sword, right? Emma. <gasps> it's that, like, gif of that girl with the light coming out of her chest. Yeah. <laughs> The Godzilla beam. <laughs> you say that like the good place meme. Like, yeah, there, the Godzilla beam. We've all seen it. <laughs> um, so they go into the sewers. Um, they find the dragon's lair. Uh, they find the weird shrine. They find gold. Dean complains uh, Dean about being in the looting. sewer. He's like, what if dragons like nice hotels? He's such a baby girl. Uh-huh. And then there's just like, hey, to be fair, yeah, go. to be fair, the last time he was in a sewer, um, he was impersonated by a monster and uh, had to fake his own. Is that, death. That's Actually, not true. That can't time. be the last time. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm glad we both called sus then. on that immediately. That does not sound right. They're in sewers all the damn time. They were in sewers for the the um, scary ghost episode. Um, Do you know how little that narrows uh, it down? The, the one with the murder hotel. Oh, yeah, I guess those count as sewers. Okay, well, then the last time he was in the sewers, <laughs> fucking ghost. Yeah, bad shit happens friend. to Dean in the sewers. It's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, going into the underworld, etc. The then they find, like, this extremely silly little pile of gold on the floor that it just happens to be uh -huh. right next to where they're standing. It's not even, like, in a box uh -huh. or anything. It's so dumb, no. and I hate it. This is scattered, yeah. If there was gold, to be scattered... fair, that's exactly what I do with my shoes in my bag when I get home. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, come on. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Dean says, Dean... okay, maybe there are dragons here. Come on, dude. It's here there be dragons. I know you know this. <laughs> He's not enough of a nerd. He only played mm. Barbarian that one time. Never even read Dante's Inferno. I wonder mm, I wonder if Ben asked him to play D&D &D with him. Oh. I wonder if that's how he knows. Pleading face. Um. Literally tearing up right now. <laughs> then they find like a little altar. Yeah, with the, um, with with the, the book on it. Book. Yeah. Um, yep. It says this is exactly what it looks like when you find places in Skyrim. Yes! Yeah! Yes! Yes! <laughs> that was extremely enthusiastic. All right. <laughs> it's, it's because Ace, Ace is right. correct. Shout out to Ace. Um, and then they find the, the virgins. Fucking Draugr um, popping out of the yeah, wall. Yeah, but instead of a Draugr, it's a dragon. Uh, they uh -huh. fight the dragon. It's so boring. Um, they, the first of all, like, Dean immediately drops that? the sword. Yes. Like, into the grate, and so Dean can't reach it, but Sam has longer arms, so he can reach it. Well, before that, before that... Okay. Uh, the dragon's like, where are you gonna stick that? Uh, he cuts the dragon's the dragon's like, ah, where'd you get that? And Dean says, Comic-Con. Ha, cue laugh track, drum roll. Literally. Stupid. You, you are fighting a dragon. Why are you making fun of the idea of fighting a uh -huh. dragon? Uh-huh. 
like Buffy did this too, but like not to the same extent. And like Buffy had monsters that like were actually threatening. <laughs> yeah, remember when Dean would laugh in the face of, of danger and not just laugh in the face of some fucking Russian guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like laughing in the face of danger uh, is good, but requires a certain degree of like it requires the enemy to have actual to like be actually threatening. Yeah, there needs to be a certain level of of stakes. Yeah. Um so the the dragon fight happens, uh they win, the other one gets away like we said earlier when I was confused about what happened. Um and then we cut to Dean counting his money. He's playing he with says, a watch. I rarely have he says, well, well, Sam, says, <laughs> Sam says, why don't you just cut to the chase and roll in it, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. Have your Bella moment. Um, but, but then he starts okay. apologizing. Um, he's like, Cass told me, and Dean goes, Cass, friggin' child. Dean, you didn't tell him! You literally are yeah. just being ableist now. Just because he sits in your brain while you sleep does not mean he knows what you're thinking all the time. Your more profound bond does not mean he can read your mind. I do really like what Sam says here, though, which is, um, I kind of feel like I got slipped the worst Mickey of all time, and I woke up to find out that I had burnt the whole city down. And you can say it wasn't me, but I'm the one with the Zippo in my pocket. Sam, you didn't need more guilt in your life. Yeah. Literally. Can we get Just Sam a break, guy. please? Yeah. Literally. Can we give, like, send him on vacation? Right. I don't fully get what he wants to do do here it seems like he wants to break the wall down but i don't know how that is has anything to do with setting things right well he wants to know what he did because you can't fix it if he doesn't know right but Cass told him i guess we don't really know what Cass told him exactly yeah i don't know um but anyway bobby's like the wall you should is, come see this the wall is to stop him remembering the pit it just yeah, coincidentally not, not also knocks yeah. out solus samir yeah so if Sam recalls his memories of just being soulless Sam that might not have negative consequences except that like you can't put a crack in the wall that death told you not to scratch at yeah mm -hmm. um anyway Bobby's like come see this weird book I translate it from like uh weird like vulgate Latin um and uh yeah uh, purgatory it was designed by H.R. Geiger is the vibe backside of your worst nightmare Somehow I don't think it's gonna live up to that. <laughs> Somehow I think it's probably gonna be lame when we see it. It's gonna be it's gonna be different from how we see it in this season. Okay. Um, <laughs> Gamble era versus Carver era is like, mm. well, something happened in translation. Okay. Uh, so this is where Bobby says, "Filled with the bodies and souls of all things hungry, sharp, and nasty." I thought they didn't have souls. It's a different kind of soul. Shut the fuck up. Monster we don't really soul. have good. You want to start using spirit instead? Like, English doesn't have know. the good distinctions between different kinds of souls because we we'll don't generally have then. That would sound really dumb. If they were like, yeah, the the scoople of a monster. <laughs> well, yeah, but by, by make up a word, I mean, like, steal a, a word from, like, Greek or Latin or whatever. Call it, like, their essence. I don't know. Just call it something. Differentiate your fucking fantasy terms if you're going to draw a difference between them. In Hebrew slash Judaism, there's, like, a concept of like the distinction between an animal's living essence and a human soul mm, yes. um so like ruach and nefesh like they could have done something with that but they didn't so yeah um <laughs> they they that happens they open the gate uh they dun, let dun. out the lame ass mother of monsters 
Um, also, Sam briefly says "Mother of Dragons," and <laughs> yeah, it made me laugh. I know so Game hard. of Thrones. I know Game of Thrones hadn't happened yet, but like the books were out. It was amusing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's not Daenerys Targaryen. It's just a lame lady. This is the most, this episode really made me go, ah, yes, this is a CW show. <laughs> Literally. They're like, ah, yes, a woman, like, smirking. They uh-huh. sent they sent that virgin hair. to Super Hell for the sake of the mommy issues the show. lesbian virgin. Seasons one through five are the daddy issues show. Season six is the mommy issues uh-huh. show. <laughs> um, this is, I guess, the monkey's paw curling for me back in season two, being like, I'm, I'm interested to know when this show is gonna reveal the monster lore. Welcome to the monster <laughs> lore. Yep. Yeah, we did tell you. They're all the children of this white girl. <laughs> to be fair, the white girl is a vessel. Yeah, I know, but like, it's boring. It's so boring. Yeah, just like I don't know. There's so many more like urban fantasy so- shows with like such a deeper like creative imaginary than than this this than this one, and it yeah. bums me out. Hire some monster fuckers. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, that's the episode. Um, do we have anything else we want to talk about? I think that's all I got. After effects. Okay. Um. So, uh, you know how you talked about this being like a generic Russian guy. Yeah. This is the generic Russian guy. <laughs> the dragon was played by Ilya Volok, who is every Russian in every movie. <laughs> here's the Ur Russian. Here is a brief uh here's a, a extremely brief list of the movies that he is in. Police Story 4, Air Force One, One Man's Hero, Camera Obscura, Shadow Hours, Monkey Bone, Swordfish, uh Power Rangers Wild Force, Firefly, uh Six Feet Under, King of Queens, Monk. Uh, Alias, Commander-in-Chief, The Unit, CSI New York, uh, Company Town, Young and the Restless, uh, which he has a, that's the thing that he's, like, actually in, that he's, like, a character in. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, uh, Primo, Identity Crisis, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, um, The Soloist, Rogue Warrior, Shut Up Tana, Battlefield 3, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, The Immigrant, Payday 2, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, Prey, uh, the video game, uh, Magnum PI, Punisher, Hunter Killer, dude is in. If there's like a Russian in the background who like cracks their knuckles and does violence, it's this guy. Amazing, good for him. Um, Doctor Eleanor Viziek was played by uh, Kim Johnston Ulrich, who played Ivy Winthrop in Passions for like a decade. Is in like 700 episodes of that show, um, and. Is Melissa the... No, Melissa's not the sister. Who's Melissa? Possibly one of the um, kidnapped girls. I guess. Um, yeah, Melissa is um, the one who got attacked and said it was like a giant bat. Oh, oh, okay. Well, she is a uh, drummer in Cave Girl. Uh, hold on. I need to know what this is. Oh, it's just a... It's okay. It's what, it's what it sounds like. It's a... Hi. Uh, this is where this is where I discovered that there's a weird like comedy drama about cave people made in the in the t- early 2000s. I bet that's not problematic at all. Um, and uh, anyway, so she was in that. Um, she was uh, Gladys Witham in Bomb Girls, um, and uh, Al- Ellen Wilson in For All Mankind. Uh, also, Jackie Kennedy in The Crown. Um, and uh, that's it. Uh, and that's us, I suppose. Um, 
Do I have any letters? I don't think so. Nope. Okay. I checked Twitter today. Okay. Uh, well, thank you for listening. Um, I continue to feel like slightly, uh, I guess outing myself, I continue to feel like slightly awkward about having just straight up stolen Rob Zachney's outro for a more civilized age, but it's good. But it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's nice and succinct. Uh, so thank you for listening. Please rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice, particularly Apple, because that one matters, I guess. Um, if if you if you like the show, tell your friends. If you watch Supernatural, if you know people who watch Supernatural and want to hear some absolute nerds complaining about it, <laughs> tell them tell them about us. There's a lot of Supernatural podcasts yeah. out there, but we're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're probably the only one where you're gonna hear about whether or not dragons can smell your semen. <laughs> it's true. So I next week. Also. I feel like you should also go listen to Busty Asian Beauties. They're probably doing a better job than we are, but like, yeah. you know, we do our best. And also Mench of Letters. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yes. Um, but we're here too. We're also um, here. Yep. We are one of the podcasts. <laughs> yeah. So next week, uh, we're going to talk about 13 and 14. Unforgiven, which is a, a Which I have plot. no fucking ma- memory and, of. And uh, Mannequin 3, The Reckoning. Uh, Mannequin 3, The Reckoning. What? What? It's called what, Mannequin Three: The Reckoning. Man, oh great! I am. I don't remember fuck? either of these at all. Um, I assume this is like... the Doctor Who New Who pilot, but probably. Hold on. Un- Unforgiven is like one of those like big old Clint Eastwood westerns, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for backing me up. <laughs> yes, it is. Morgan Freeman's in it. I don't know. Maybe it's not going to be uh, a western. Oh, hey, it also got remade oh. into a Japanese film with Ken Watanabe as the uh, protagonist. That's cool. Nice. Um, yeah, so join <laughs> us for that, I guess. Uh, until then, um, we're going to be, I guess, I don't know, who's throwing who into a volcano? I mean, we're all, I, I don't think any of us are we, virgins, so I think we are, we're all I, discounted from that. I don't think we that. need to discuss that on air. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, we don't need show. to... <laughs> We don't need to. Can, can, uh, 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 I don't think. I don't think any of us are spiritually virgins. <laughs> spiritually. That's where the yes. The concept of virginity is a social construct used to shame women who have sex. It's true. So, but yeah. what I what my we're my joke is that we're all fucking eyes. filthy. <laughs> we're all making jokes about we spelling hyphens. It's true. <laughs> Which true. is discounting <laughs> us from being pure vessels for the mother of demons or whatever. Yeah, we're all whores in God's yeah. eyes. So I guess we get to watch as this happens to somebody else and scream and run. Maybe we're the dragons. You don't know. Maybe we're the dragons. Maybe we're the ones. Okay, you know what? Actually, here's the thing. Which of us? Um, which which of us is not the virgin being sacrificed? But who are we? Who who's the thugs that are throwing someone into the volcano to resurrect? Which one of us is being resurrected? I think it's Ash. What? Okay. You don't want to be the you don't want to be the monster mom Ash monster parent monster mommy monster, monster mommy. mommy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Ash. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fair. All right. Goodbye, everybody.
The Last Ones by Jazar on freemusicarchive.org. Licensed under an Attribution Sharealike 3.0 International License. Find the link in the episode description.